This is my factory studio story. Okay. And the reason I'm telling the story is factory studio has, has really, re they, they arrived a couple of years ago and they already had the pedigree and all that stuff when we first looked at them. But with the newest release of version 9.1, which we received the announcement yesterday, um, it's really arrived. So here's my, here's my factory studio story. <clears throat> I went to the SCADA summit in Chicago. Um, I was already familiar with Tatsoft. I knew who Mark Tacolini was. I knew that he wrote Indusoft. I knew that he sold, he and his partner sold Indusoft, I think the Schneider. Indusoft was a big up and coming SCADA platform in Texas. And in Texas, there was like a kind of a holy war in the up and coming platforms. Indusoft and Ignition. They were like the two up and coming platforms. But Indusoft really seemed to be localized to oil and gas, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico. It didn't really seem to have like a wide adoption. I can't remember when this happened, 2010, I think, 10, uh, 10 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Indusoft gets acquired by Schneider. And, and basically Schneider acquired it to kill it, right? That's what they do. You know, Rockwell, Schneider, Siemens, what they do is they will acquire technology, competing technology to kill it. To show. It's just, they do exactly what the big three automakers did when they killed the electric car in the early eighties. I think it was General Motors that did that, right? General Motors acquired, you know, they killed the electric car. There's a whole, de there's a whole documentary on it, right? The reason they can't kill the electric car today is because Elon Musk didn't create Tesla to get rich. He created Tesla to change the world. He created Tesla to build electric cars to release our dependency off electric cars. Inductive automation was started in response to the business practices of these huge companies, right? So Indusoft got acquired by Schneider and then acquired by Aviva from Schneider. And Indusoft still lives, but it lives in a much lower capacity and it's called InTouch Edge, okay? They basically, they acquired it to use it as like their edge platform, but Schneider acquired it to kill it. Mark Tacolini, the guy who owns Tatsoft, who started Tatsoft, had brought his developers and he he basically created Tatsoft, the factory studio, as the platform that, it's very similar to Zoom, right? I, I, we're recording this on Zoom. Zoom, it was developed by the same team that developed WebEx at Citrix. The guy who led the development of WebEx at Citrix left, took his team with him, and then he created Zoom. And Zoom is what WebEx would have been had he known what he knew today when he created Zoom, right? It Factory Studio is the same thing. Mark went through it one time with his, his whole team of developers, and he goes through it a second time. This time he builds Factory Studio. And what he focuses on is, are the thing are the perceived strengths of Indusoft, which he kept, right? Reactive, fast, blistering fast, native mobile, right? So all that kind of stuff. And then he focused on it, what he thought its perceived weaknesses were, right? And he fixed the weaknesses and created this really amazing platform. But it happens he started developing it 10, 11 years after Ignition started to get developed. But it got developed for the same reason, right? Mark created it because he, you know, the guys at Tatsoft created Factory Studio to have that the same movement, right? The mission driven, right? So I was introduced to Factory Studio many years ago when their initial rollout, I think, was in 2012 and went to market in like 14. But I was really introduced to the latest release, the version, the eight release, two years ago at the SCADA Summit. So I was in Chicago at the SCADA Summit. They were there presenting and they were highlighting the new, the new release of the platform, which was very impressive. 
So I went back to my hotel room. They emailed me a key. I went back to my hotel room. I got on a conference call with one of my other developers. And in one night we converted, we completely converted one of our ignition frameworks. So we had a framework built in ignition for MES and we converted the entire thing in, into factory studio in a single night. And I came back and I was like, holy shit, you know, and by a function of doing that, we, we created this completely native mobile MES system in factory studio. Go ahead. And man. right after that, we, you, that's when you came home, you came back to the office and we got on our training session. We connected factory studio to ignition. You were like, so then so high first thing we did studio. was we, we like created this ecosystem. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, Mark really like they did a phenomenal job with it. So then I went, I went to training in Chicago later in the fall, the skate summit was in August. Then I did ICC, and then I went back to Chicago for training with one of our engineers. We were in the first group to get trained in, in the version eight platform. And then as a part of that, at the end of the session, Mark is the one, actually the one who did the training. And, and I told him, I said, hey, you know, your platform's perfect. It's great, but it would be perfect if we had these other features. And I gave him like a bullet list of like 18 to 20 things. I'd say four of them were major right? They were major things. Hey, we need to have a SQL query builder. We need to, it needs to have Python scripting in it. It already had C sharp and .NET and you could, you could flip back and forth between them. So you could like have a .NET developer develop during the day and then you just toggle it to C sharp and then have a C sharp developer develop it. I mean, it was, I mean, just fucking brilliant. I mean, the fact that everything is an instance of a class, doesn't matter what it is. So because it's an instance of a class that you can, basically browse within the platform anything you create you know tag dot whatever under using intellisense so any developer understands that when you're using ignition a lot of time with ignition you are using strings and you're using native python methods to go get values at a thing right but in factory studio everything is an instance of a class doesn't matter what it is every single thing is an instance of a class and because it is you can browse that, you can leverage all the methods that are extensions and all the functions that are in those classes. So every for every tag, for every event, every alarm, every you name it, every component. I can reference hey, a component you... on another window. <laughs> but you've, you've said this several times before, but like when you said it right now, it kind of hit me a little bit differently. Really? Yeah, it did. Cause like, well, when you're manipulating the strings, you're doing a string manipulation. As an ignition developer, I'm very familiar with that doing the string connect concatenation, but you're kind of like viewing it from behind a veil almost. Right, you don't, you can't browse string concatenation. Mm -hmm. So like you have to know specifically the string argument you have to pass in. The advantage of using classes and instances of classes is that the platform that you're working in, the framework you're working in can give you information. Right. So if you use YAML in your comments, right, you can you can, using IntelliSense, you can view those comments by mousing over an object. So, you know, Factory Studio was built. It's really the zoom of SCADA systems, right? It's the second iteration. Inductive Automation did the same thing, by the way. They built Factory, they built uh, Factory PMI was the original iteration with guys straight out of college who had no plant experience and they, they decided, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna put everything in SQL and we'll use Java to look at it, right? That's basically, that was what factory PMI was, right? We'll use Java Swing to visualize everything we throw in SQL. That's what factory PMI was. Then they said, oh, okay, we really didn't know anything when we started. 
if we want to go to market, we need to redo this. And that, well, and that was SQL and factory PMI, both of them. Correct. Exactly. And that's why if you worked with like ignition seven, six and seven, seven back in those days, you still saw references to factory PMI and actually you still could see them to this day. You I think you can still extend some of that code base. PMI dot. Right. And so, but here's my point. They did the exact same thing. Inductive automation did the exact same thing. So when we did that training two years ago, I gave them this list of stuff. Hey, you know, we should, we need a SQL editor. You need to have Python scripting support. You need to support MQTT, Spark Plug B. You need to be both a broker and a client. There were, I would say those are the five major ones. And there was like 14 other suggestions that some were minor, some were more than minor, but the, those were the major things that we needed, right? And then I said, if you did that, the platform becomes crazy. Well, and actually enterprise administration was a big component. And that's what Frameworks is, by the way. So what they did was over the course of two years, and I think in a series of minor releases, we would review with them every few months. You know, Dave Hellyer would give me a call. Hey man, we're going over the Walker list. And, and, and he go, did we get it the way you guys wanted it? And let me say this, every single thing they did, they got right. There wasn't a single time they reviewed with me where I was like, oh, that's not what I meant. They got it right, I mean, which was kind of crazy when you think about it. So version 9.1 just released. Factory Studio 9.1 just got released a few weeks ago, and it's available for download, and you can start playing with it. There's no training documentation or anything like that yet, which is what we're going to talk about here in a minute. We're actually going to put together the Factory Studio University for Tatsoft. That's, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks so that our next group of mentors, mentees, can they're going through step two they're going to go through this brand new university that we create for the new version but here's here's what's crazy i was telling zach before I, we just, decided I'm just finding out about this by yeah he's literally funny. finding this out because i had the call this morning but i've been playing with 9.1 and you know and kind of checking off my list and all that stuff and and by the way they, they their developers far exceeded what I thought they could accomplish in two years, for sure. What they just did, and I didn't even tell Dave this this morning, they caught up on inductive automation by like eight years in a two-year window. If you had looked at where they were, right, they were where Ignition was. in Two years ago, they were where Ignition was in like 2010, right? Today, they're where Ignition was in 2018, okay? That is the original Ignition 8, release where I was beta testing Ignition 8. That's where they are, except they have the added benefit of the better pricing, much, much faster, better native mobile, and the engineering environment is, think of it as like, if you're a Python developer, the engineering development is like PyCharm or Studio. You know, it's an integrated development environment that they created, and it's phenomenal. The fact that when you create a tag, when you create an OPC connection, that is a class that you can then browse anywhere else within your project. And so this is the most amazing thing that I just get blown away by. I can have three or four windows that have components on them. And from a window, I can browse a component of another window. And so here's where things- You have to do a uh, pretty complex script to do that in Ignition. You have to go get you, the You could do it, right? You have to go get, the window would have to be open and you have to be running in the background. and you would have to get the window and you, but here's the thing, that object isn't a browsable class to you in Ignition. So what you would have to do is know what that component was and you'd have to be able to pass the correct string argument in 
and know Correct. what method you wanted to call on that. Correct. Know, know exactly what method you want to call. You couldn't create any dynamic code. You couldn't create any dynamic code that could interact. Okay. So it's here's the deal. thing about Factory Studio that totally changes. They've now built it on top of what's called frameworks. And we're gonna we're gonna do training on all this stuff for everybody. But basically what frameworks is, is I'm trying to think, think of frameworks as Amazon Web Services. And Factory Studio, your project is an application that is running in AWS, running in the AWS platform. Frameworks is the platform. And so now Factory Studio sits on a level directly above what is called frameworks. And which is going, which means, go ahead, man. So are we going to be able to develop our own modules for frameworks? Oh yeah, no, no question. I mean, you could already do that. Now, now you could do it even, now it's, what's going to happen is it's going to become even more, even more flexible. You could already do it by, you know, you could develop modules for Factory Studio using Visual Studio. You could have done that with native.net and, um, because Factory Studio is native.net. So right. that's the reason it's so fast. It's so literally it's sitting directly modular. above the kernel, you know. Um, but anyway, here's my point. My point is, is with the new release of Factory Studio 9.1, Tatsoft just gained like eight years on the competition. And that's not hyperbole. I was actually thinking about it. Like I was sitting down and going, what kind of step is this? And it is like an eight year giant step. I mean, they added enterprise administration, they added platform, they added full IIoT support, Sparkplug and standard MQTT, Python scripting in addition to C Sharp and .NET, SQL Query Builder, scripting playground, the whole fucking thing, man. I mean, it's crazy. And that's built on top of what they originally had. It's just, it's, it's nuts. I mean, I think now more than ever, we have to start showing the community how to leverage Factory Studio for the projects that they're currently using other platforms for. That doesn't mean get rid of Ignition. Ignition is still, I see Ignition and Factory Studio as siblings in the same ecosystem. I don't see them as competitors, but they certainly, both of these platforms will be the, the two leading platforms in the digital transformation space, there's no question. And you guys can go watch our interview with uh, Marcos, Tat Marco Tatalini. Tatalini, yeah. Let's uh, do Mark like Tatalini. CSIA. Mark, Ta Mark Tatalini. Uh, we interviewed him at CSIA as long along with Dave Hellier. So you click or tap the card right here. All right, take it easy.